everybody, welcome back for another week. I hope you guys all enjoyed the Michael surprise. It was it was a pain in the ass keeping it from people, but nobody but Michael and I knew that he was going to be coming back during that session. So when he showed up, it was like, oh my god! Which was super fun. Just going to pitch a few things real quick. The Call of Cthulhu game that Mary Sue ran is up on the Patreon front page, link in the thingy. It's up there for free. It's a couple more hours if you guys want to listen to it. It was fun, and I look forward to doing some other fun things in the future. I hope you guys enjoyed the State of the Pod. Feel free to come by the Discord, ask me questions about it if you want. Discord link is in the thingy as well. And uh, I guess just enjoy getting back into some good old shadow running legwork. So you guys just found out that Michael was in the shipping container you guys were worried might be transporting human beings, which, surprise, it was. A quick conversation with him, and you guys are able to drop off him and his family to get set up in the house that you guys were supposed to drop them off at originally, as per the instructions. And we find ourselves with, I believe, Balls driving the truck back to the docks, and Richard with his van? Indeed. Um, If we wanted, we could like say that they already dropped off the truck, and then we can just have a normal, ordinary conversation in the van. Okay, so you guys have dropped off the truck and are now driving back in Richard's van. Man, how about that? Mike is alive, he's back, he has an entirely human family, that's different. Yeah, that was, that was pretty unexpected, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I knew he was coming back, but it just seems really sudden. You'd think that Morgana would have let us know that he was on his way. Yeah, man, you, imagine the look on Mary Sue's face, especially when she finds out Morgana did it. She's gonna. Not, she's not gonna know whether to be happy, yell, scream, whatever. She's she's gonna flip. She's gonna totally flip. She's gonna lose it. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if she uh, if she thinks that there's some ulterior motive here or something. And you know what? She might be right. She might be expecting something for this. Yeah, she probably is right. She she strikes me as you know, vaguely evil. But that's fine. You know what we do is kind of par for the course. I don't know. I think she just she knows what a favor is. She lives this underworld life. She does us a favor, she's going to want one in return. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. There you go. So I guess I'm going to go ahead and shoot a message off to Mary Sue. Let her know. If we keep this from her, you know, <laughs> she'll have our hides. I don't, I don't know. Giving her like a text message to let her know that Michael's back. Well, look, why don't, why don't we just actually call her? And... All right. Old school. That's very romantic. I appreciate that. I appreciate the sentiment. It's a nice occasion. All right. Buzz pulls out her comlink and gives a voice command to call Mary Sue. What kind of comlink do you have? I'm just curious. She does pull out. It looks like completely brand new. Like she may have bought it in the last like few weeks kind of thing. Holy crap. Do you even know how to use half of those buttons? I mostly just text and make calls, but I do know that it's going to be hard for anyone to get into it. And that's sort of the important thing. That's a good buy. Excellent. Now she'll get rid of those old piece of crab guns and you'll be in the future with everybody else. Boz glares at R.C., but she's kind of used to it at this point. Just, like, lets it go. Make grumbles a little bit. Boz is greeted with a message in Mary Sue's voice saying, Sorry, I can't take your call right now. I'm busy. Call back! Boz, she was grumbling at R.C., and then she just grumbles more and, like, turns her comlink off and shoves it back in her, in her pocket. She says, Yeah, I figure she's not answering. I guess it's, I guess it's getting kind of late. Um... I still don't want to just leave her a message, though. Why don't we, like, meet up with her tomorrow? We can bring Michael along or something. That'll be fun. She can be surprised like we were. Nothing? Just... I'm trying to, like, delete spoilers from the general chat. I'm fucking up over here. <laughs> Oops. Anyway, um, did you hear what I said, Mercy? As you were typing in general? I did not freak out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. Buzz, Buzz, uh, Buzz said she couldn't reach Mary Sue. It's kind of late. Why don't we just meet up with her tomorrow and we'll bring Michael along and it'll be a surprise like it was for us. That sounds good. I'd kind of like to do that in person. That'd be kind of cool. Well, I'll drop you back off at, uh, where do you want to go? Uh, where's the nearest coffin hotel? I'll just hole up for the night if we're going to be doing stuff in the morning anyway. No point in driving all the way back. I'll tell you what, we probably need to have a meetup somewhere, especially for what we're about to do at like an extra hotel or some room. So why don't you go ahead and put it right there? Well, I'll yeah. just meet up in a decent hotel room tomorrow. Yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. Uh, seems like a maybe a waste of money, but uh, I guess I got money to burn right now, so sounds good. There you go. 
See, you can't, you can't always just live out the sticks and haul all your money. You can't take it with you. So let's go right out of the motel room. And, uh, yeah, I guess we could probably split it. I don't need to go all the way back home. You're going to stay too. Is that what you're saying? Yes, we can split the hotel room. All right, that sounds right. So, yeah, they get a, they get a hotel room together, which isn't at all weird. So the next morning, the sun will rise with gray, smoggy fingers, and light will begin to break into your crappy hotel room. How good of a hotel room did you guys get? Definitely something that has some, like, space. Like, it's not just a, a bed in a room, obviously, because, you know, we need, like, some space. I have a Quinta in. A suite at a mid-level hotel. Does it have a mini bar? Oh, oh yeah. Has Balls consumed the entirety of the mini bar? No, she's not. God, what kind of alcoholic do you think she is? Barely functioning? Did you guys send her a message of the hotel room you're staying at that you have rented for said criminal activity? That's all kind of like, hang on. It's like, yeah, like we texted her and presumably, you know, the next day she sees the message and calls and we we, we role play the entire thing of, you know, hey, come meet us at the suite. You know, I assume we're all going to meet up here with lunch or something. Yeah. Mary Sue, did you have anything you wanted to do in the morning before going to meet up for lunch slash criminal meetings? I think it'll be a, a slow morning. I don't think she'll pick up her comm link first thing. It'll probably be an hour or two after getting up before she actually looks at it. Coffee, whatnot. Sure. And then, uh yeah, when she sees it, she'll just get dressed, make sure Maggie's okay, and then head over. I know you guys sent Mary Sue a message. I assume then that you also sent Chuck a message about, hey, we need to meet up for criminal things. Yeah? It would well, most is- likely be we need to get together and discuss business, and that's it. All right, so we will montage getting the gang back together. Chuck probably rolls in half asleep. Mary Sue comes in around the same time. You guys are in your hotel room. Yeah, there's like a like a love seat and the bed and I don't know, like maybe a chair. It's all really cramped, but at least there's seating. Boz is in a chair, of course. I'm hoping for a table. But yeah, we have you know it's it's a suite. It's a suite. It's got like a little kitchenette, it's got a bed, it's got like a little table area. Some cha- you know, a chair. Boz is like sitting in a, sitting in the chair, and she's got like her flask out already. She has not taken the top off of it. She's like almost waiting for her own permission to drink the thing, but she hasn't yet. We've all meeting up, so it was me, Boz, Marisu walks in. Yeah, Marisu will uh, show up probably around noonish. Cool. And I think she'll knock. I mean, she can't get in. She'll knock on the door. And Miss we'll check. Yeah, Chuck shows up with a soy calf in hand and an ad bottle of Advil in his pocket. Hey, man, you look 100%, but uh, have a seat. Mm-hmm. Wow, Chuck. Look a little worse for wear there, buddy. You gonna be all right? Yep, I had a bowl of soy flakes and some soy calf. Usual day. Hey, Mary Sue, how's it going? Oh, it's going really good. Um, So we we just want to get down to discussing the the job then and she'll kind of take a seat like on the other side of the hotel room away from chuck oh yeah i figure you know now that chuck should be kind of coherent you can probably get down to to thinking about how this is going to work right so i wanted to go ahead and d and i'm like to come inside buzz says to mary sue she says uh before we get down to business i got kind of a little surprise for you well i guess i guess me and rc got a little bit surprise for you (gasps) You guys actually remembered my birthday after all. Yeah. Buzz looks at RC just like she just saw a ghost. And yep. Just, exactly. Is that, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thumbs up. Yep. Birth, birthday. Birthday present. Yep. So she's just like wide eyed, smiling, just waiting. Like, well, what is it? And that's when Michael walks through the door. Mary Sue's going to leap up and uh, just run at Mike and just jump up, hug him around the neck and just screaming in his ear loudly, like, ah, and just screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Mike reaches up and puts one hand over your mouth, hugs you back. You know, I I, I still need my ears. I still like to be able to hear. So get this look like, oh. Like she'll start talking behind your hand, like. As long as you can promise to keep it down, I'll take the hand away. No biting. She nods her head. <laughs> I'll move the hand away and set you back down. When did you get back? Um, yesterday, 
day before. Been setting some things up. Kind of, yeah. We tried to call you last night, but you didn't pick up. We figured we'd make you a surprise. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I, you guys went to the stinky docks in the middle of the night. I went home and went to bed. Yeah, well, you should have come along. It was a nice surprise. And so she'll kind of look between Mike and RC and Boz. Like, you went and got him? At the yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, why didn't you guys tell yeah. me you were going? If, if we did, you didn't want to go. You were, you were literally. What in if the you room didn't tell me you were going to go get Mike? We didn't know. Nobody didn't knew, know Mary. It wasn't just me. I brought my family back from Chicago. I guess with Morgana's help, is that right? Morgana was the only way I could get the family out of there with the amount of bugs and gang activity and just problems that was happening out there. I couldn't get any other way. I needed help, and she didn't ask questions. She said, here you go. It'll be ready. Wait, get in your the crate fa- and go. Your family was in the containment zone? Yeah, we were right outside of that containment zone, literally right next to it. Oh, wow. That's rough. I mean, the cell's not all, you know, friendly smiles and happiness, but that's a rough that's a rough area, man. Yes, very much so. And like I said, thanks to my encounter with a bugger, too, I kind of got this new facial attachment. But, yeah, I mean, um, I got back here, and she just told me, okay, everything's going to be handled. And next thing I know, I'm hearing somebody say they're going to fill the cargo container full of lead and put a bunch of holes in it because they're paranoid. And somebody else has been hitting on the whiskey a little bit much, so they start knocking on the container. Not realizing that I'm going to have to knock back now because, you know, you can't just ignore a knock. you got to knock back, let them know that they're there. Mary Sue's just looking like a, a tennis match amongst everybody, just like listening to this, like, you, you were going to shoot him? Well, no, we weren't going to shoot him. You guys were going to shoot the container, weren't you? We were trying to find out what was inside. It was a weird situation. We didn't. We were got to focus on the positive, Mary Sue. Mike's here. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, uh, no, you're right. I should have gone with you. Okay. I spent a great deal of effort keeping RC from doing something stupid. Uh-huh. If we didn't do anything stupid, we wouldn't be at the docks and Mike was still in a, in a shipping container. Wondering why, wondering why he has no friends. <gasps> See? Didn't think about that, huh? I pat my forehead. I'll be honest. I didn't know if you guys were actually still here in Seattle or not. I hadn't heard from anybody. and I mean, granted, that was kind of the, the point of it with me having to go to Chicago. But uh, well, yeah, yeah, I didn't he, know if you guys would still be here or if you guys would actually move on because of, well, things. We were in Detroit for a little while, but we weren't going to go anywhere without making sure you knew where we were. Detroit, huh? Sounds like a fun time. Yeah, well. Yeah, well. It, it could be better. But hey, you know. Oh, and we never introduced you to Chuck over here. He's new to our uh, air quote gang. Chuck, this is Michael. He's an old friend of ours. He means a lot to us. Chuck raises his soy calf. How's it going? Seems exciting. It's going considerably better. Why do you look like you got hit by a big rig? Just um, hitting the long haul a little hard and uh, just recovering from uh, stuff. I'll be up tip-top in um, an hour or two once the soy calf kicks in properly. I'm going to have to go downstairs and get a new one in like 30 minutes. We had to liberate Chuck here from a McHugh's job yesterday. Yep. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. He's at a low ebb. He'll come around. Nice meeting you. Same. Chuck here is our, uh, our Matrix guy. Kind of screw my face a little bit. Huh. Okay, that's a thing. So I'm going to pre- presume then that you got something thrown on your plate? You presume right. Oh, yeah. Nice little payday, too. Yeah, we're going to have to redivide that up a little bit, aren't we? Chuck, you're all right with that, right? Uh, it's more than I was making before. I'll learn to manage. No, we can keep the, the split the same, and I'll just give my portion to Mike here. I'm I'm good. I want, I'm, you know, that way Chuck doesn't have to take any kind of a, a pay cut. Chuck just shrugs. We can all split it. We'll, we'll figure something out. We'll take care of you, Mike. I mean, you got a family and everything, man. I get you. I'm completely not worried about it. 
the Drek hits the fan, the Drek hits the fan. It's not going to be any whiz off my back, you know. It's another thing. I'm used to this kind of stuff. Spill, what's what's going on? What'd you guys get into? Well, all right, Master. You want to break it down, the general concept here? Well, there's a freezer in a building, and the freezer needs to go offline so its contents are rendered invalid. Simple. The thing is, it's a security place, and it's got some magic things going on. And um, we're also going to need Chuck to, to do the tech stuff, the decking, to, to make this happen. We think that Fraser's keeping, like, biological components for magical reasons. I figured, actually, you might know something about this, Michael. It's like a secure freezer for customers that want to keep their, their samples. It could also be holding evidence of some kind. I mean, it could be holding anything, Boz. It really doesn't matter what it's holding. It just matters that we destroy it. There we go. Didn't we look up the security company? That's what they do, is they, they secure yeah, but I'm just, biological it doesn't samples. Make, it doesn't really matter what... I don't really want to get caught up in thinking about what we're doing. Let's just do the job. Well, it's just that it might matter, and I'm curious if Michael knows anything about it. Typically, every person, you know, when you're leaving behind a part of you, leaves some of your, effectively, your essence behind, and that can be used magically to track and trace an individual, find out where they're at, what they're located, what they're doing. So there's that kind of an aspect to it. If it's uh, being refrigerated, then that would generally tend to lead of uh, something that has a life expectancy to it. You know, kind of like when you'd throw... You know, soy in the fridge, make sure that it doesn't rot, spoil, and mildew. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's a possibility. Like Mary Sue was just saying, I mean, it, it could be for anything. But uh, if they're doing it for essence reasons or magical tracking purposes, then simply shutting down the refrigerator, I don't know if that would do it. Because nine times out of ten, they'll probably have a backup with something this important. Or they'd fix it before the samples spoil. Yeah. Have you thought about maybe not turning off the refrigerator, but reversing it? Making it heat instead of chill? Yeah, it came up. I don't I don't know if that's doable. I guess RC would know if that's something we could do with the refrigeration. Hey, RC, it'd be just like old times. You'd be working on, oh, wait, no, you never did come and fix my AC. Never mind. Yeah, I got, yeah, I got a little busy. We were very, very busy trying to move you out of there. And getting eaten by a vampire and everything else. So, you know, hey, I had a lot on my plate. And I was also being sabotaged, might I add, by a nefarious Elvis little turd bucket. <laughs> I've practically forgotten his name already. Howard. So I guess what I'm trying to get at, it was, it'd be nice to know who exactly it is we're screwing over as we do this job. Why? Because it's nice to know who's going to come and try to kill you later if they find out you did it key phrase there should be an if, which means we need to make sure it's not there. Exactly. I will always be looking out for the possibility that we've done something wrong. That's that's always going to be on my mind. And that's understandable, but... If we can find out what this stuff is for, I don't care, honestly. 99% of the time, I'm not going to give a crap. It's not going to change how we do the job. But if we can find it out, it's useful information to have. I don't want to choose to be ignorant. There's a difference between choosing to be ignorant and asking too many questions. So, I mean, Mike kind of looks at you and your flask says, well, we're, we're going to talk a little bit, but um, if we're being paid to just make sure something goes offline, then we ex- you guys accepted it. So we kind of just have to make sure it goes offline. Okay. We will find out about them in due time. So we have a place, we have a location, and we have a thing. And if thing needs to go offline, and there we go. So we probably need to figure out some stuff about this company. You know, to Bob, we could find out some things about them in the pursuit of information that we could use in performing the job, as well as finding out who might come out after us in reprisal. For example, do we even know what the company's name is? I have yet been told. They're called Tactical Imperium. It's a pretty badass name, i got to say. Oh, great. I have an interview with them uh, later this week. <laughs> Wait, what? An interview with them? 
Yeah, the third interview after getting my security clearance cleared and stuff, you know, corporate job that I was going for because someone got me fired. Um, not pointing fingers. Yeah, so that's a thing. Is this a job you want? I mean, not really. Not career-wise. Well, there we go. I don't know how much of an issue this is, but if you're kind of already in their system, you might have to be extra careful or they're going to find out your identity when we do this. Does that sound reasonable? Yeah, I won't set foot in then. So yeah, unless we want to end up burning Chuckson, I don't think he can. Uh, I don't think we can use that to our advantage. The fact that he's uh, got clearance. If he shows up that interview, though, he can't show his face again. I mean, he'd, he'd be burned all the hell. He's already been to two of them. So yeah. So Chuck, you'll be keeping well back from this one, but fortunately, I, uh, I don't think you need to get real close to do what you do. Not usually, no. So, Michael, this place is definitely going to have some magical security. Any way we can get some information on that before we start poking around? Well, I mean, I'd have to go by the area and find out what they're having, magical security. I mean, what it does. I mean, they could have anything from paracritters there to, you know, if they have a mage on hand and actively in the building at the time, you know, sustaining spells such as, like, what I've done before for you, those walls or whatnot. That's going to be a thing that that'll stop you, but you won't be able to see it. They're breakable, but the caster will definitely know about it. A lot of it's, I'm going to have to be there to go see it, go check it out and see just how badly it is or how much magical protection there is. Well, yeah, I I mean, I'd like for RC to check a place out with his drones, but uh, I don't think it's safe to do that until we've gotten a sense of the magical situation over there. Yeah, I can send a few drones over. I can do some uh, magicking. We could just take the van over and you can both take a look at the same time. Just get Michael to take a look. Yeah. So once we get the all clear, then RC can send his drones up, get some physical surveillance. That should work just fine. You think there's any way we could get Mary Sue inside without it being an issue? It sounds pretty sketchy. It's a security company. I don't, let, I don't think they let people in lately. Wait a minute. Look over at Mary Sue. Did you lose your touch or something? Not at all, Michael. I can get in there. Don't you worry. Boz grins. Okay. At that. She nods. And she says, just don't overextend yourself. These guys are going to be on the lookout more than anywhere else we've ever been, I think. Don't worry, boss. I'll get myself in, and I'll get myself out. All right. Well, when we do that, we'll be waiting in the wings in case something goes wrong. Cool, cool, cool. How about that? Put a little floss bow on your back there. Mary Sue, you get it inside? Yeah. Distract some people with it fly around behind them? Mm-hmm. More than happy to take that in. All right. Sounds like we had the beginning of a plan. Sounds good. What part of the plan would you like to try first? Well, I figure Chuck's probably not coming with us. But if Chuck could probably do is some, some matrix poking around, I guess. I would rather have RC and Mike uh, see what's what first before I go in, and I would prefer to go in the next day. Okay. Sounds cool. That's fine. I will uh, surveil the outside. I will send in the flashbacks. See what if it's part of like a like commercial strip. It has its own building. So, which is why I kind of think Michael should go first because the magic stuff's the easiest to sort of look at without ringing any alarm bells. Yeah, first thing I'll do once we get closer to it is I'll sense the area. All right, so you guys are driving over into the area, like a quick little drive-by. Yep, Boz is hanging out in the back of the van. She's sort of like ready to go, but like she doesn't really see any reason why they would need to. But she's always ready to go. True. Why don't you go ahead and uh, let's go with just a perception roll, and we'll see what that spots on the astral for you. Do you want me to use perception or astral detection? Uh, give me both, actually. I will edge the uh, perception roll. Sure. Seven on the perception, three on the astral. So you're looking at a downtown office building. The entire property is fenced in with rather high fences you're going to notice that it has a guard station with an arm that comes down for letting people in. There are large, round, yellow things in the road. We mentioned last time, because Richard knows a whole bunch about vehicles and that kind of stuff, that those are emergency bollards. So they will pop up out of the street there and wreck your shit. As you look around, you don't really see a whole bunch on the astral on the outside. You'll see some people moving about. You will spot one of them being awakened. You will spot what looks like a badge kind of floating in the air a little bit above the place. 
which when you turn your astral gaze to it, you will notice it is a watcher spirit. All right. So that watcher spirits make maintaining the visual on basically the magical side of the fact. Can I tell what kind of awakened individual, be it adept or hedge, hedge maze or what, whatnot? So you'll notice a couple of things about the guy and the watcher spirit. For one, the watcher spirit belongs to him. He is the dude that put it in place. His magic is lower than yours. You don't have an exact number. His essence is six, so it's it's equal to yours. He doesn't have any... His general emotional state is that he is tired. You wouldn't be surprised if this was from taking a bunch of drain. Any clarifying questions? The Watcher spirit, is it kind of spinning in place? Is it following him around? Is it looking opposite of where he's at? It doesn't really have like a discernible face. It just looks like a badge floating there. And there's no way for me to tell what that thing is. RC, you were going to suggest something? Is the fence chain link and does it have barbed wire on it? Fence is chain link. You don't see like the coils of barbed wire on there, but that does not mean that it doesn't have, say, mono wire across the top of it. That is really hard to find unless you're specifically looking for it. Is mono wire legal in Dale? <laughs> uh, Everything's legal if you have enough money. Yeah, that's 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 a bit much. I mean, the point of these fences is to deter. According to the book in Chrome Flesh, Monowire is 14R, so it is restricted. It's just expensive. Fair enough. So no visible barbed wire. Is there a guard shack by that entrance with that boom barrier? Yes, there is a guard shack there. In regards to this Watcher Spirit, if I were to cast a spell, would it detect the spell automatically? You want to go ahead and roll your magical security knowledge? So with one hit on your magical security knowledge... It is hard to tell what exactly they are getting this Watcher Spirit to do. It is obviously looking for something because it's a Watcher Spirit, and it is something that they have placed outside the actual building, but it's not sitting over top of, say, the guard station at the front gate. If you got into their computer, you guys could find out some of their security protocols just for on-site, like how they set up their things, their patrols, whose job it is to put up the Watcher Spirits and that kind of stuff. The easy guess is that this thing is probably not concerned with anything that doesn't happen on the property line. Well, let me ask you, if Michael was setting up a Watcher Spirit to defend a place, what would he have it look for? Well, with it being magical, I'd have it look for things in the astral or with a magical nature, maybe of cloaking or invisibility, things of that nature that the human eye would not readily notice but a spirit would have more of an opportunity to. And that's about what you get out of your one hit. That's what I'd figure. So, yeah, I'll pass that information on to RC. Let him know there is a watcher spirit there. If you use one of your smaller fly spies, you might be able to get something closer to it. Either way, if you stay off of the actual property proper, I don't think it'll give too much of a shit. So, do you have good zoom? Well, we'll see. I just want to get some first-hand cursory knowledge first. We are going to send in Mary Sue later, and I can get a little bit more clear vision. Are you through with your magical sensing? No, go ahead and do it. Can I fly fly spots across the city, or do I need to make, you know, be within a certain range? It is probably safer for them and you if you're within a certain range. They are small, fly-sized objects, and birds love eating small, bug-shaped things. Uh, one thing I will pay attention to with all of those perceptions I've done seeing things, I want to notice the names or the types of buildings that are next to this security building, this security place, just for future reference. Okay. Richard, can I get a, a looky roll? Sure. With five hits on looking around, what kind of information would you like to specify? I can give you a, a quick baseline of things. This building is six floors tall. There is a parking lot, so it's not a parking garage or anything like that. You can see a good two dozen vehicles out there. One of the vehicles you will notice right away is a Roadmaster, which you knowing what a Roadmaster is because you have many vehicle stuff, is probably a armored transport of some kind that they use to either deliver guys, pick up sensitive stuff, or is just... If they have some form of not quite high threat response, but some kind of security response contract, almost assuredly what they use. Or maybe some guy's really aggressive about his morning commute. 
It's possible that somebody is compensating for something. All right, so we got ourselves a Roadmaster. Nice choice. Interesting, interesting. All right, six stories, about two dozen vehicles. Most of them, except that Roadmaster, are pretty banal. Nothing about the parking lot vehicles seems out of place for a normal random slice of parking lot, except for a Roadmaster. Do I see any patrolling guards in an obvious way? You will see the guy that Michael identified as a mage walking around. So you will see that this guy has lieutenant stripes on his shoulder. In the sixth world, I also imagine that in addition to the rank stripe, they will have some other insignia next to it. In this case, uh, probably a little starburst, which you're going to know means magical. Okay. He's got a little rank on it. Do I see anyone else walking around with that little... I mean, and, and this is a uniform, so I mean, it looks uniforming, right? Yeah. It's obviously armored. Like, uh, do you have... I mean, if you just say he looks like a security guard, we're all the same major. Yeah, I was trying to st- put some more specifics into it. It's that de- you will see on his hip he has a taser and a Ares Predator on the other usual police officer utility belt thing, and he has a little bit heavier than just an armor jacket set up as his armor or his uniform being his armor. You don't see him carrying a helmet. But being a person who lives in the sixth world, you know that security people in more serious times are going to have helmets to go with. Okay, so let's move on from the security guard. So, employees going in and out, what do they look like? What are they, what are they wearing? Suit and tie, business casual, Metallica shirt and a fuck you hat. What? What we got? <laughs> are you hanging around for a while to take a look, or are you just kind of doing a quick flyby? We're going to go a nice, slow, you know, like big 360 panoramic. Gotcha. Not crossing the line. Big look at the place, go down, grab a soda, come back, another big look at the place, get a little bit of a, not quite a time lapse. It's been a good 15, 20 minutes, maybe up to 45 minutes, circling, looking, observing. I mean, what's 45 minutes in a day? And I'm just kind of, you know, getting a really good good gander at the place. Got it. So over the time that you're sitting there, you're going to see the mage that was not quite patrolling, but out there in the yard. He's going to come up to the guardhouse at the entrance. He's going to step into the guardhouse for a minute. You will see as he opens the door, there is another person in there. A few minutes will go by, and the mage will then leave the guardhouse and go back inside. The guy in the guardhouse is wearing a uniform very similar to that guy. You can't see, like, a rank or anything like that. Quick question. So he opens so there was two people, not the lieutenant guy we're talking about, who were inside that guard check. The one guy in the guard check. Oh, there's one guy in the guard check. Okay. When that guy went to open the door, did it just open? When the, the mage went and opened the door? Yeah, did he open the door? Was it open for him? Was it locked? Did I see like a procedure? Was it just like he reached over and pulled? What happened? He just reached over and pulled. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then you saw the one guy inside. You'll see two or three people going in and out, different metatypes. They look like they're just wearing suits, but their suits are all have rank badges on the shoulder. Like a little like plastic card thing? Or like an actually sewed into their suit jacket? Like part of their jacket has got a rank on it. So everybody has like a little suit jacket that looks the exact same, except for, you know, with its own little personalized emblem on the shoulder, right? Yeah. It'll have the logo for the company there, and then above it will be their little rank insignia. Okay. All right, so how much space is between the fence and the facility grounds? Like, is it like a grassy field? If I had to run from the fence to the door or the side of the building, how long would it take? So for the most part, it's rather open. It is grassy, with the exception of the area where, obviously, the road and the parking lot is. You're looking at a good 50 feet between the fence and the building, which is 15 meters. So it's a little farther than you can run in about three seconds. Okay, not, not that much. Fair enough. This is just one building, right? One six-story building? Yes, you can see that it has six stories going up. You don't have any details on what it may go as far as basements. Now, how many entrances do I see? You have your main entrance which is facing the road right where you come up and there is a side door, which you'll see the employees that you spotted. They'll go in through that side door. It's facing the parking lot on the roof. You will see while not has a helipad, there is a large space that is clear of roof debris. You know, there's no, there's no antennas. There's no vents, that kind of stuff that you being a rigger could unload from a helicopter onto but you would probably not want to land a helicopter on the roof. Around the back, there's a little bit more of the road that is laid out there. There is big rolling doors that go up that could fit the Roadmaster in it. 
and there's a back door that is next to that. So it actually has a back door that we can get to. There's a total of, and if there's any more, let me know. There's a main entrance where people who come inside and be greeted by a lobby. There's a side door in the parking lot where employees enter, and around the back is a just a door to go in and out along with a loading door. I think it was a garage. Yeah, it's like a... Okay. So three doors and a loading area. Cool. Okay. And then the roof door. Are there any, like, fire escapes or windows on the other store, on the second through sixth stories? So I guess, I don't know if you were just waiting to do it last, but um, we do need to check, see if we can identify the AC outlet on the roof or somewhere. First floor windows look like they could open up most of the way. Windows above that look like, they call them suicide windows we discussed. It's like a window where most of it doesn't open, but there's a slot at the bottom that you can kind of push open, but it opens. Or if you've been in a hotel on the higher floors of the hotel, so those windows don't open. Oh, that's what you mean. So the window doesn't open, it's just a window, right? You can open it a couple of inches to get some airflow from outside, but not enough that a person could go through without breaking it. Do we see any um, security cameras? Yeah, you'll see a, a bunch of security cameras kind of all over the place. There's no way to approach the building without being in the view of one of them, at least. You could mess with them. Like, that's why you have a Matrix person. Well, sure. I just mean, like, yeah, they're everywhere. And as still, like, security cameras are bound by perception rules versus your sneaking rules. So it is possible to sneak past them, but not easy. Is there any way to tell if they're, like, regular, like, security cameras? Or if they're, like, are there motion sensors? Are there, like, thermal sensors? That kind of thing. I don't know why that goes that. It's hard to tell. In the Matrix, you could try and look at that up. I mean, if you want to look for IR, that's pretty easy to see. Like infrared. That's, that's true. Because they have the little LEDs around the camera. Yeah. When people go inside the employee entrance, how do they enter the door? Is it maglock? They have a like a key fob deal. You know, knock three times. What we got? They all shave and a haircut. I bet you the lobby is just open. I, I would imagine. They swipe maglock pass keys. Presumably some kind of ID badge for the different employees. All right, back lock key. Uh, we'll go to the risky part last. I'm going to go fly up onto the roof. I mean, I'm assuming can I see an AC-like box thing from up above before I cross the line here? Yeah, there's all kinds of normal roof stuff. Do I see a vent pumping out like, you know, hot exhaust? Do you have some kind of thermal sensor on your fly spies? I mean, even for a six-story building, there's going to be multiple chilling towers on the roof, just even for your standard HVAC. Yeah, and I actually don't know whether it would be easy to tell the exhaust from an AC. Yeah. Do you have thermals on there? I don't think I have thermals on there. I'm going to report all this back, make some notes myself, kind of mull this over, and I'll pass it off to whoever wants to do some intel next. Okay, so what have we learned that we need... What questions do we have now that we have this information? There's some things we need to answer. We still don't know exactly where the uh, AC unit exits. I don't know that that's important. It kind of depends on our plan. In theory, we could probably get into the fridge through it. That would be very difficult, though. Or do you have them up on monitors? Are you looking through VR? How are you watching them, Percy? I would have watched them on monitors, and I would have been recording all this. So are all the units like close together? Like, I'd say, within four feet of each other, about? They are within a small space of each other because they have that big open space where one could helicopter things in or out. Yeah. So that leaves a lot of roof real estate open or yeah. taken. Was there was there a roof entrance, by the way? There's a door. Yeah. I don't know that a roof entrance is the best way to go anyway. Like, I, I don't think we need to spend too much time on it because, like, the fridge is in the basement, right? I'm aware. I, I just like knowing how to get in and out of a place that may try to kill me. It's true. It doesn't hurt to have, like, an alternative exit. I don't know how we get off the roof, but... The problems that we solve later. But yeah, I just, I just like to know about it, you know? This is just a question that I guess even Boz could answer for herself, but are there, like, adjacent buildings to this, or is there a fairly large amount of space around it? Was he said, like, 50 meters away or something? But is there, like, adjacent buildings, and, like, how large are they? That's funny, because I asked that. You did? Okay. I did. I don't see that written in the notes. So what was the answer, um, Michael? Within viewing distance, yes. Within easy access distance, not really. You've got your 15 meters of space between what is basically the street and the building here. And then other buildings in the area are also going to have similar landscaping. 
Yeah. I just want to know what kind of way to get in and out of a place should we have to escape it. You know, I don't want to get trapped inside of a building full of people who want to whip my ass and not have, you know, but one way out past them. Do we know exactly where the fridge is? We're kind of assuming the basement. I'm assuming it's the basement. I don't know. I don't remember if that was confirmed in some fashion or another. It's probably in the basement. We need to know exactly where it is, and it would be nice if we could get... We can find that. Let's... Well, I was going to say, if Mary Sue's going in, that would be sort of like the main thing. It would be to get information about the fridge, right? Like, find out where it is. Any, like, information about the company that installed it that she can figure out by looking at it or something. Like, that would be the kind of information that would be really useful, I think. Also, like, how easy it would be to get to the fridge, like, if we were going to physically go in. And uh, any security stuff that we need to worry about along the way would also be useful. I mean, it's not like we're going to be able to get Mary Sue to go in and, like, map the place out for us, but hopefully she could, like, get to the fridge and out again. Just getting in the lobby. You know, Mary Sue's got a real challenge in front of her because we don't really have anything super great for her to do. She's kind of going in blind and we'll have to wing it. Let's talk about that in a little bit. But, um, but yeah, so that will be interesting to see what she can get, what she can find out about the internals from just riffing through the lobby. Anyway, it's, it's going back to character. You know, I will describe all this, note it up, type it up, distribute it out. If anybody has anything they want to ask me to go check out before I leave out of here, let me know. That's everybody. Not, that's not just the van. But while, while I'm here with an easy look at the place, does anyone want me to take a picture or find anything that would be of interest yes. to them before I head back? What you got? I would like you to locate the nearest coffee soy cafe place to that office building. Okay. I will use that with computer because that's what you would do. You would Google it. Yeah. Just tell me what's there. Okay. What time does it open? It's something we're driving by anyway, I mean. Yeah. There's a soy books down the street. It opens at 6 a.m. Okay. Okay. You were saying earlier that a bunch of the employees were coming out, going in, kind of in transit type deal. Do we see them going on like lunch breaks? Are we there at that lunch, dinner, breakfast breaks? Are we there at that time? Are they heading down to these places? You only saw three people transition from outside to inside. If you guys want to set up a long-term stakeout thing to get that kind of information, that's something we can do, but it's going to be a... We have a couple of weeks. No, we don't need to do that. No, I, I got it. Okay. That's what he guys want to do. Well, Mary Sue's just going to see a night at Chuck and ask him uh, if he would like to join her for coffee at the uh, Soy Bucks at uh, 6 a.m. Chuck, DNI's back uh, for the job? Yeah, for the job. Okay. Is that a problem? Uh, it's, it's fine. Yeah, well, sure. Are we all going together, or is this a Mary's just a Mary Sue thing and Mary Sue and Chuck thing? Well, it might be best if uh, it's just a Mary Sue and Chuck thing instead of everybody being there. Yeah, probably. Unless you guys really want to go. If you do, uh, that's fine. I'm good. It's 6 o'clock in the morning. RC is not super inclined if he had to be there to be there. Same. You've got this, Mary Sue. I trust you. I'll be with you in spirit. Michael may actually be there with you in spirit. What kind of comic do you have? I'm just curious. <laughs> You'd be surprised, actually. She's kind of a privacy nut. So, is that your phone? How, does, do you have to like wind a little crank for it to get juice? Oh, okay. did I not take a joke. It? Did I not save it? I guess I didn't save it. Yeah, she's supposed to have like a like a five thousand dollars phone, actually. Oh my bad. Well, if you pull out the five thousand dollars playing phone, I will be suitably impressed. <laughs> yeah, she does. She does pull out. It looks like completely brand new. Like she may have bought it. Alas, like you didn't know what run we were gonna do next. So you were talking about um what Chuck's doing and what he's trying to do with his life, right? You mentioned he was applying at this security company, and then I'm like, man, I've had the basic idea for this run of going in and wrecking up biological samples for a while. Because it's it's a 
it's a very relevant Shadowrun thing because there's biological samples, um, just as part of ritual magic and stuff, right? So yeah. imagine what happens at another corporation, which is when it is storing ritual samples of its employees at a place that are suddenly all ruined. You know, you kind of open up the opportunity for other teams and other things to um, to take advantage of the chaos you cause. Right. I'm wondering, are the samples, are they like cryogenically stored? Because that's what I would think if they want to keep it lasting a long time. You don't know yet. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So yeah, they get a, they get a hotel room together, which isn't at all weird. Um, why is it weird? Why can't two it's adults? It's not weird. Get that's why I'm. That's what I'm room. saying. It's not. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's not. It's not weird. Don't I make do it weird. I didn't do calisthenics in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. I've been doing it for years. That's how, how I operate. That's weird. If I don't, my back gets all janky. Just for medical reasons. None of this is canon. Delete, delete, delete. Okay. Nope. Send in your fanfics <laughs> to withoutanetpod at gmail.com. Has balls consumed the entirety of the minibar? No, she's not. God, what kind of alcoholic do you think she is? Barely functioning? <laughs> the one that drinks? She probably has her own flask. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's what kind of alcoholic we think she is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I thought you think I am. Sips from flask. You think I'm the guy I can blow a bunch of money on a mini mini bar in a in a, in a hotel times. room? It's probably a 24 hour convenience store that sells alcohol just around the corner. Probably, especially if it's around a hotel. Right. We're getting better at, at criminal craft, so it'll be like you know, Emerald Cray meeting A. Yeah, we've advanced like pig Latin in our messages, you know, because so, gotcha. that makes it immune to the law. The raven is coming to roost. There you go. Well, it is the future, so maybe we just communicate entirely in emoticons. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Well, I'd prefer not to live in hell. Thank you. So. <laughs> eggplant, eggplant, smiley face? Lightning bolt, lightning bolt. I mean, that's what I'm sure. Eggplant, right eggplant, now. smiley face. You have more interesting evenings than me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we can't all go to trivia night <laughs> and try to that's... recruit ringers from work. That's probably for so many reasons. Uh, and then a troll walked in. Well, you're supposed to DNI him after a minute. But, 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 edit, edit magic. Clear comps, we got this. I wanted to go ahead and DNI Mike to come inside. <laughs> RC, we need to work on your timing. Yeah, a little bit, huh? Well, first I was going to do the joke I had. Because uh, apparently in Warhammer 40k, Tactica Imperium is a book for stuff. Yes, it stuff. is. So I was going to say Tactical Imperium, 40,000 reasons why you have bad security. So I was going to pop that up as part of the Matrix search. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't sure when to pop that in. I would say that's probably a good time once Mary Sue gets inside the building. Yeah, just sort of a joke over the DNI kind of thing. That'd be fun. Cool. Because one, to see if you what R's and stuff that you spot. The other, to see what you can make sense of with them. Mike's first roll right. back on the board. And he screws it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael. I will edge the uh, perception roll. Sorry, sorry, I don't want to over... Like, if he's like a patrolling guard, he's probably not a lieutenant. Like, he'd be like a... Like... So out of character, real quick, he's not a patrolling guard? He is okay. out here, he was doing the magical thing. And now he just happens to still be walking around out here at this time. Okay. So, okay. so that is where Richard is getting his uh, his information from. Sorry, that, make, that makes sense. If I had to run from the fence to the door or the side of the building, how long would it take? Oh God! If Richard had to run, if a normal, if a normal <laughs> adult man, they call them suicide windows. We discussed. What the fuck is a suicide window? Were they the ones like in your high school? I was yeah. homeschooled, so I had, uh, you know, storm, storm it's winter. Like, it's like <laughs> so much. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. I mean, Chuck's been in the building already. Is there anything? Chuck's not going in the building. Chuck's going he's to ar- a soy box with me at 6 a.m. He's No, he's already been in the building twice. He yeah. went for two interviews. I know. I know. Have- I know. 
And while I'm at Soybucks enjoying coffee, I will ask him about everything he saw, who he spoke to, everything, while also listening to the people in the Soybucks, Boz, to see if I can get any other information. And then we'll figure out how to approach that building. Damn. What? That's my plan. That's the best I got right now because we don't have a lot of info. No, I was I was saying damn because you were like, take that, Boz. <laughs> no, I was not saying take that, Boz. Okay, I'll say it. Take that, Boz. I don't even know what I'm taking. I take like my coffee black, though, if you get me one of those. Yeah, I can get everybody coffee. <laughs> As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to, to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh, tell your friends. You know, that's the easiest way to to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to drone on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vadamikis and for use with the Without a Net podcast. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever.